welcome to The Grace Space, a space to unlearn what the fitness industry has ingrained in our minds for years. From weights making us bulky to eating 1,200 calories a day, health and fitness can be so black and white, which causes unhealthy relationships with food, exercise, and ultimately, ourselves. When you come to a gray space, you will learn how to stay consistent with the things that genuinely make you feel good and enjoy. So come hang with me and learn how to take back your life without labels, guilt, or restriction. Welcome to the gray space. Hi guys, welcome back to the gray space. I'm your host, Corinne Brown. I am a certified nutrition coach and online trainer teaching women to unlearn what's been ingrained in our brain from the toxic diet culture and ultimately teaching women how to live a healthy lifestyle, however that looks for them. I am sorry that I can't, I know I have the intro, but I feel the need to constantly reintroduce myself for anyone that is new here. Hi, I am so happy to have you here. After listening to this podcast, I'm already going to shoot demands at you. I know this is like, what, a minute into the episode and I'm already being bossy, but I promise I'm not going to do this all the time. But if you could do me a solid, follow, rate, subscribe to the podcast, it would mean so, so much to me because this is how I can reach more of you ladies on here. Unlike social media, it's a lot harder to grow your audience with a podcast because episodes can't necessarily go viral and just be shown out through the algorithm like that. Um, It takes a lot of rating and subscribing and following for this to be pushed out more. So it would mean the absolute world to me if you really enjoy this podcast or if you're new here and you really enjoy this episode uh, to be able to tell me what you think. All right. So I kind of feel dumb because we always start off with the question of the day. But I actually should be calling it question of the week since I put a podcast out once a week. So so I'm going to start calling it that instead. So this week's question, it does have a lot of gray area in it. So I'm going to first read to you what Google says. That is the black and white answer. And then we're going to get into it. We're going to get to the gray. So the question is, is dairy bad for you? Google says... Milk and other dairy products are at the top sources of artery-clogging saturated fat in the American diet. Milk products also contain cholesterol. Diets high in fat, saturated fat, and cholesterol increase the risk of heart disease, which remains America's top killer. So as you could see, the wellness industries clearly view dairy as bad or unclean. And now part of the fact could be that there is so much money going to non-dairy alternatives today. Unfortunately, in America, money is over our health. They prove it to us constantly. And with all of these non-dairy products to be good for you, dairy has to be bad. That's the way that marketing works. But if you are someone that is not allergic to dairy or you don't have a food sensitivity, Dairy is an amazing source of protein, minerals, tons of healthy fats, and from a cardiovascular standpoint, there are studies that have been done with people that consume full-fat dairy that have better cardiometabolic health. 
which I find very interesting because dairy is prominently saturated fat. And we have been told for decades that saturated fat, just like Google said, can lead to heart disease, which is America's top killer. They're always trying to scare us. But studies have now been shown that people who consume full fat dairy seem to have better biomarkers associated with cardiovascular health. Now, this doesn't mean that you should have dairy in every single meal. And the quality of the dairy is going to be very important. Organic grass-fed dairy is the best when you are consuming cheese or milk products. Growing up, you can even take it a step further and find a local farm. My mom would drive to this farm that was about 20 minutes away from us. It was local. And she would get raw milk. And if they had like any cheeses or ice cream and oh my gosh, never in a million years would I think that raw milk is good. All you have to do is take like one of those turkey basers, I think that's what they're called, and just get all the fat that sits on the top because when milk is pasteurized, that fat that rises up doesn't happen because it is blended so much that the fat doesn't separate. But in milk, raw milk, the fat actually does separate. So she used to just take one of those turkey basers and take all the fat out. And my brother grew up on it. I started drinking it when I was maybe like 12, 13, because that's when she started going. And we don't have any issues. (laughs) We're perfectly healthy. So you could take it a step further. That is probably going to be the best quality, but going to the grocery store, organic grass-fed milk or other dairy products is going to be the cleanest. But the gray area in this is high quality dairy and non-dairy products can both coexist. And one does not have to be bad to make the other good. There are non-dairy products out there that have a list of ingredients in them that are just unnecessary and a lot of seed oils, which can cause a lot of inflammation in our body. I personally love my oat milk creamer from Trader Joe's. It's the brown sugar kind, or I'll get the Chobani oat milk. I think it's the sweet cream flavor. So good. I'm currently drinking that right now. But I will also put cheese on my sandwiches and I have ranch. They are both at our disposal. I don't think it's necessary to completely take out dairy if you don't have a food sensitivity to it. As long as you're not having either of these, because if you're having something, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day, you're gonna develop a food sensitivity to it because you're overusing digestive enzymes and your body doesn't know how to break it down. And that's when issues can occur. So if you're overdoing it with the non-dairy milks, that's a lot of nuts and nuts do have toxins in them. And if you're having them constantly, that could be an issue. If you're having dairy constantly, that can be an issue. Let them coexist. Let them be balanced and stop demonizing dairy. Because at the end of the day, it is a wonderful source of protein, minerals, and healthy fats that we need. I'm personally learning more about gut health and how certain foods have an effect on my body due to my struggles with rosacea and inflammation and 
people always go immediately to cutting out gluten and dairy and your symptoms will vanish. For some people, maybe. For me, it wasn't what I necessarily had to cut out. It was more of what I needed to add in. I don't think your first answer to a health issue is focusing on what you should cut out because you could be lacking certain micronutrients that will help you maybe not eat as much foods that cause inflammation in the body. You can have those sparingly and just add more foods that have more micronutrients that you are lacking. And again, this really all does come back to balance. I'm starting to hate that word because balance is such a broad term And there is so much gray area within that word balance because everyone, I think, has a different opinion on what balance looks like depending on your knowledge, your experience. But at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to what works for you. And I'm sharing with you through my personal experience that I did not have to cut out gluten and dairy entirely. I had to more so focus on what I was lacking. I was lacking a lot of foods that have anti-inflammatory benefits. Adding those in really helped with my skin, really helped with my rosacea flare-ups. So I can still have pizza sometimes like on a Friday night or have a burger with a regular bun on it and be fine. Some people, you might have had so much gluten through your past that you have developed that sensitivity that you just can't have it. And taking that out does help you. It's tough and it takes time figuring out your body. I was supposed to go on a medication from my dermatologist when I found out that I was diagnosed with rosacea, but I never ended up getting it because it had something to do with my insurance. But in a way, I'm so glad I'm not on it because it forced me to get to the root cause. And it took me over a year and a half, guys, to figure out how the hell I could stop these flare-ups from occurring. And the only thing I had to completely eliminate was eggs, specifically the egg whites. And everything else was what foods I needed to add to give my body the vitamins and minerals it was lacking to reduce that inflammation in my body. We're kind of getting right into the catch-up segment I have a couple other things that I want to talk about. Number one, I feel like I've been annoying on social media about all things anti-inflammatory due to it really improving my skin right now. I've really stepped into more of the hormones, micronutrients, longevity side of things compared to what I typically am working on or talking about, which is more towards the aesthetic goals of hitting a protein goal, cutting, bulking. I felt this shift in my priorities towards my typical goals. Mainly during the summertime, I'm in a cutting season. I add more intense workouts. I track my food diligently. I'm following a lifting program to a T and I'm in a calorie deficit. What's been more important to me as of right now is supporting my body and hormones in the best way I can to be able to hopefully one day get pregnant. I had a whole episode on cycle syncing to balance our hormones through food and working out according to the phase of our cycle. Walking is now my main form of cardio. 
I'll do an intense cardio class here and there. I just did a cycling class this past week, and I can't even tell you how long it's been since I did one of those. And it was a nice change, but I only do that when I'm in my follicular or ovulatory phase because our hormones are at their highest during that time, and they can support my body through an intense workout like that. You might be listening to this and thinking that's a little over the top, but it's not. Half of the month, I add those type of workouts in. The other half, I do more walking, mobility, and light weightlifting. I'd say that's, again, this word, pretty balanced. I'm just not going extreme because that stresses out our body. When you have more of an aesthetic goal focus, you are putting stress on your body without even realizing it on top of the stressors that we already deal with in the day-to-day world. It can add up to be a lot and that's what can screw up a lot of women's hormones as well and that we're not even aware of it. I am working on teaching my body that it's safe and capable to carry a child. And keep in mind, just a couple years back, I was that person who worked as a HIIT instructor, did four to five classes a week, Barely ate and called it intermittent fasting when I was literally just starving myself. But keep in mind, that's not good to do even when you do have an aesthetic goal as your main priority. I was just very extreme. And that's a whole episode I could get into of all the dumb things I did to lose weight. But anyway, I hope you are enjoying the things that I'm sharing through here and on social media. I feel like I'm turning more towards wellness than your typical fit girl but this is why I hate when people label or put themselves in a box I don't want to be labeled as one thing because I love sharing all parts of my life mainly you're gonna listen to this podcast for healthy lifestyle tips but I hope you know that there is just so much more to me than just that I don't think about health and fitness 24 7 I do have a life That's why I like to add this part in the episode where I catch you guys up on my life. So hopefully you can relate and maybe get a different perspective or learn something that I'm currently going through. Mainly when I come up with an episode topic, it's because I myself am struggling with something or need a reminder because even though this is my job and I help women with these things every day, it doesn't make it any easier for me. I'm not perfect and I struggle all the time with discipline, consistency, mindset. You know, you may be educated on something, but you still have to follow through on it. So I figured the best way I can help you is share what's on my mind right now and how I can turn it into a positive learning lesson and maybe just give you that reminder that you need because if I'm going through it, Nine times out of 10, someone else is too. Which brings me to how we can look at our body in a positive way right now. Not when we get to our goal, not when we hit our ideal number we think we should be or what size we should be. I'm talking about right now. It's June. How the hell are we already in June? I'm shook at how fast this year is going, but warm weather is here which also means shorts, tank tops, swimsuits, maybe catching yourself, comparing yourself to your friends and the people that are on social media. 
a lot of us struggle with this day in and day out. But summer is especially more challenging. And if you are fighting those awful thoughts in your head and speaking negatively about yourself, I hear you and I can assure you that you are not alone. I don't think there is one person on this earth that doesn't struggle with body image or insecure with at least one thing about themselves. But the most important thing to realize is that no one will ever make you feel beautiful, seen, happy with your body, or good enough, except for you. But what's so difficult to look past is the toxic social standards we all grew into. I was watching Mean Girls the other day. It's on Netflix right now, and it's been years since I've watched it. And noticing how many times these girls were tearing themselves apart. Like when the plastics are looking in the mirror and they go off about what they hate about themselves and Katie is trying to think of something bad to say about herself and she's like, uh, I have really bad breath in the morning. How Regina constantly wants to lose three pounds. When she does gain the weight, people make fun of her, calling her a fat ass. This stuff is ingrained in us without us even realizing it. It's so easy to think about something you don't like about yourself versus what you actually do like because we are constantly telling ourselves negative things and ripping ourselves apart. And another huge problem in our world is we are always looking for the fastest way to improve our outer appearance. The less work, the better. And a lot of people go extreme with diet and exercise by not eating much, working out a ton, going on a fad diet. One of my clients told me that this girl was talking about like something called the dry diet where you don't drink water, you don't eat, and you can't even wash your hands. Like you are not allowed to let any water touch your skin because that's going to absorb in your body. And you do this for 32 hours and you lose weight. I, my jaw dropped when she was telling me about this and people are actually doing this and believing that that is a good way to get weight off. That's killing yourselves, literally. But it all comes down to the more extreme, the better results. That's what was ingrained through the fitness industry. Fast results, that's all we wanna see. And in my opinion, even though it's not gonna be the correct way, especially not that dry diet that I was talking about. But, you know, say you're really strict on your diet and you're working out a lot. And that's not easy to do. Most likely from doing this, you are going to pick up on a couple good habits, even if and when, because, you know, 99% of the time when you go extreme like that, you're going to gain the weight back. But now people aren't even working hard for it. They are just going on a Zempic no lifestyle changes or creating some sort of discipline in their lifestyle. Just take Ozempic and don't eat. I am so afraid of these women because not only is this going to screw up their health, gain the weight back plus more at a rapid pace as soon as you get off of it. Studies are confirming that now. Keep that in mind. They did not build one ounce of confidence or self-discipline within themselves doing this. Nobody wants to tell you why discipline is so important because discipline sounds like just such a strict word. 
But discipline is the strongest form of self-love. It's about ignoring the quick pleasures like eating the processed unhealthy foods after a stressful day at work or drinking a couple glasses of wine for a bigger reward to come. And your confidence isn't going to come just because you lost 20 pounds on Ozempic, even though where you're at right now in your mindset thinking, yeah, that would be amazing to lose 20 pounds and Ozempic is tempting. I can guarantee you that those women will never be satisfied. It's like when women get a lot of plastic surgery done because they have this picture of what they want their perfect body or face to look like. But what they pictured, they did not get. So they are looking for more things to change. It's just repeating the cycle, but in a different way. And this cycle can be stopped if we just start appreciating and loving who and what we look like right now, instead of always chasing an image you think you should look like. It's about loving yourself enough to give yourself everything that you've ever wanted. And it all starts with how you talk and treat yourself right now. I will say, it's very difficult to control the first thought that pops into our head, but we can change that second thought. You look in the mirror and you put on shorts you haven't worn since last summer. And you're still not happy with the way they look on your body. That's your first thought. Realize it. Be mindful of that thought and control the second one. Telling yourself that you look fat or need to restrict yourself more isn't going to make you feel any better. It's just going to make you feel worse. Tell yourself clothes should fit you. We don't try to change our body to fit into the clothes. I purposely size up in a lot of things because I have such a past of tearing myself apart in the mirror when I gained weight and I couldn't fit into my clothes I wore when I was extremely thin. It was like years of just constantly beating myself up, constantly mirror checking. So now when I size up, it doesn't give me that first thought anymore. I feel comfortable in my clothes and I know it's something that I'm not going to absolutely hate as soon as I put on my body. Wear the clothes that make you feel your best and don't give a shit about the size. No one knows, no one knows. The most important thing that you can start working on right now is controlling that second thought and replacing that first thought with something positive about yourself. And I get it. You're probably thinking, that's not going to fix the way I think about myself right now. It doesn't feel authentic because I don't believe it. It makes me feel silly just saying that. And or or if you're like doing affirmations, it's like I don't believe any of this. Ladies, our brain is a muscle. And the more you feed it positive things, the more you'll think positive thoughts or Looking at the bright side of things, you know that person that is just so negative, like that's talking to you and she can, he or she can just find anything to point out that didn't go well in their day. That's a very negative person because they keep searching for the negative and it's only going to get worse if you continue to think like that about your life, about how you look, your appearance. We have to change that with looking at the bright side of things, practicing gratitude, telling ourselves that we are beautiful, even when we don't believe it. This summer, 
we can't allow our body insecurities to stop us from doing the things that we love or even maybe trying new things. Maybe you want to start working out, but you're self-conscious about what you're going to look like while you work out or if people are staring. You deserve to move and take care of your body without any judgment from others. But most importantly, yourself. This is how you're going to build that self-love, discipline, confidence within yourself by doing the hard things, by putting yourself out of your comfort zone, telling yourself that you're going to do something and following through on it. But we need to make sure that we're moving and feeding our body out of love and not hate. You can't out hate yourself into your dream body. It doesn't work like that. And I want you guys to re-listen to this when you're having a bad body image day because we all have them. Even when you're doing all the right things, times like this will happen. It could be someone's comment or comparison, trying on clothes in a dressing room with god-awful lighting. Anything can trigger that. And it depends on the experiences that you've gone through and how you've grown up. But going into this summer, you are bikini ready right now. Don't let those negative comments disrupt the beauty and confidence that exudes within you. I love you guys and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And let this summer be the time that you guys learn to glow within. Have an amazing rest of your week. Don't forget if you haven't to hit that follow or subscribe button. And let me know what you think about this episode. And until next time, I'll see ya. Bye.